Welcome everybody to the We Speak English Good Show. We're back on the air, coming straight to you out of the garage studio out in Ocean Beach, California. Today, we have with us Corey T and special guest Omar Lopez. And me, of course, MC Offbeat, and your host who hates the sound of his voice but can't seem to stop talking, Mike E.P. Oh my gosh. Offbeat, thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome. You're back. Thank I'm you. back, thank man. Thank you for uh, coming in and sitting in co-pilot. No. Oh, we're, we'll shake hands. We'll shake hands, brother, right there, man. Caleb is our petitist, our elitist petitist is not with us today because he uh, has to work and his boss is a hoe, uh, is, so he says, and um, so... I'm sure she doesn't watch this. <laughs> you know, he told he said that she has the type of haircut that if you saw her at a restaurant, you'd be like, and you were the waiter, you, she, she would be like, oh, that, that lady's going to send the food back. She, oh. <laughs> that's the kind of haircut. It's like short. Like she, How do you get that out of like, 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 oh, oh, she's going to be trouble. She's going to be she's going to be asking for a oh, free man. dinner. That's you know, she's gonna eat most of the food and then send it back and say it was cold, you know, oh, and demand like free food. Um, anyways, that's hilarious. Welcome back, Tori T. You're back too. Oh, yeah. Thank you. He yeah. didn't even know what he was walking. I into. didn't even know, but it's I, cool. I invited him yesterday, and he didn't say nothing. Everybody just sort of walked out. It was like, no, we're not doing that. And then uh, he showed up to take a test and. Yo, he's, he got, uh, <laughs> he we invited him in. <laughs> and now here we are. Anyways, welcome back, everyone. This is the We Speak English Good podcast. Our special guest today is Omar Lopez, local San Diego musician, international bass player. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> composer. Composer. and um, Pretty impressive. You play with uh, what cool band? Dude. Do you play with again? He, he oh, several. We'll talk to him yeah. in a second. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just give us a second. I'm just saying. Just <laughs> give people a little. Uh, um, he's played note. with the B-side players, uh, the original Whalers. Um, he has a, a juice box band, which is a stack band. Are we, with, are we introducing with, him now? Or? No, no, no. We're gonna do the thing. Why are you? He's just shitting all over my intro. Man, I'm. I am because you're gonna be doing it all again later, and I just don't want to. No, waste I hit record time. this time. I hit record this time, so we're good. We're good. Hey gang, Mikey P here. I'm going to interject here and give you some dates that are a little up to date here. Um, first of all, this podcast is brought to you by the Ocean Beach Arts Collective or OB Arts Collective or OBEC. Um, we have a showcase coming up at Lestats out at 3343 Adams Avenue in San Diego, California on March 20th. Um, and that is going to be a showcase of our um, students that we have through Maryland's Middle, Dana Middle, and Pacific Beach Middle School. It's going to be the art students are going to be showing and displaying their art. 
And the Glee Club is going to be doing an awesome performance. So come on out. It's open to the public. It's from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, March 20th. Um, go to rainmystique.com forward slash OBAC, O-B-A-C, to get more information on that show. Um, that will also be in the liner notes here. Also, on March 20th, Skanks Roots Project will be backing Janelle Phillips at U31. That's out on University Avenue in North Park in San Diego, California. We're going to be opening up for Laya Terra. Um, it's going to be a great show. We're going to be starting at 8.30, and it'll run. our set will run till 9.30. So a nice hour set for... Um, Miss Janelle Phillips. The Skanks Roots Project is also going to be backing up Janelle for another cool show. Um, it's for the Summer Meltdown, and it's the 13th annual Summer Meltdown out of uh, in Central Park and Santa Clarita, California. It's a two-day festival, and it's in it's for autism awareness, and it's an art and music festival for that. Um, it's a two-day festival. Uh, it starts Saturday, April 30th, and it's also on Sunday, May 1st. Some of the bands that are going to be there besides Janelle Phillips, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we got Catch a Fire, Tomorrow's Bad Seeds, Through the Roots, The Expanders, Arise Roots, um, Roots Covenant, which you guys know AK from there. You guys met him before. Uh, Aya Terra, who we're going to be opening up for at U31. Uh, so there's a bunch of people going to be there. Synergy, we've uh, we've opened up for them. Stranger, those guys are no stranger to you. <laughs> that was dumb. And there's also going to be a couple headliners that, that are going to be announced sometime soon. Um, so that we are actually playing on the May 1st uh, date. So that's Sunday, May 1st. Janelle Phillips, backed by Skanks Roots Project. Go ahead and get your tickets. They're pretty cheap. They made them a low cost. Kids under six are free. So it's family friendly. Bring out the fam. Uh, May 1st. Oh, that is May 1st. Sorry, I already said that. Let's see here. SRP, Skanks Roots Project, is going to be um, doing their Road to South by Southwest tour. I don't think I'm going to be on this one. I wish I was because... I really want to play South by Southwest. Anyways, um, we are doing, let me see. So the first show is going to be at Jack's Par Patio Bar. So there's going to be more shows as we go, but the first one is at Jack's Patio Bar in San Antonio, California. That is not true at all. It's Jack's Patio Bar in San Antonio, Texas, opening up for the Expanders. Uh, we love those guys. Those guys are cool as fuck. We got to open up for them in L.A. a couple months ago. So um, good to see those guys again. And then we'll be heading out to South by Southwest at the One Coast Fest at the Lodge on 6th. Um, and that we're not sure. We're supposed to be on the th 15th. Um, but it, it looks like we're on the 17th, so uh, stay tuned for that. And that's in Austin, Texas, of course, where South by Southwest is. Okay, that's it for now, guys. I hope you uh, have a great day, and back to the show. Our guest today is Omar, and I actually had a quick story I wanted to say. It's not a story. It's like a, a sequence of events that were just... Uh, as you guys know, I, I uh, used to drink heavily and do all kinds of stupid drugs and uh, totally a fucking fuck up, um, especially when it came. <laughs> I 
Omar, you can't see this, but Omar shaking his head yes, which is true. I mean, I I really was an asshole. So um, so me and Omar and this group went to uh, a little Midwest tour with backing this artist named Herschel Abram, who uh, Herschel, uh, what up? Uh, he's a cool, dude. Um, we ended up going to this place called the Elbow Room in Chicago. Uh, it was the first show on the on the run, and uh, uh, we played the show to like three people, including them, the, our um, our poet who like poetry out of the park segment guy, um, <laughs> and uh, so we get done playing, and I almost immediately just break off from the group, and I go off with Jeff. Um, now. After that, we go to some bar, some shitty little punk rock bar, and <coughs> I I end up getting shit face wasted, stealing a handle of Jim Beam from behind the bar. Oh shit! <laughs> and we left, and we rolled out with the the handle. Um, how do you how do you get out of the bar, dude? With the it's handle, a shit, pl- dude. It's a shit whore of a place. I mean, you did. Like, it, so it was you could have just took it and just walked out. <laughs> I did. Well, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took the whole the handle door right by the side of the bar. Right I was there. drunk as fuck. Yeah. Degenerate. Like I said, I was a degenerate. So we end up going back. Um, oh fuck, I should edit out, edit out his name. <laughs> we ended up going back to his place, which he lived in the shitty south side. If anybody knows anything about Chicago, south side is not really the side to be on. Yes. Especially for a tall, lanky white dude, which is homeboy, um, and you know, and just me. And and some other dude. Anyways, we end up getting back there. We're drinking, and I'm like, let's fucking get fucked up. And so <laughs> we ended up going and scoring some fucking dope, which it's heroin. Right. And we end up getting fucked up. And I mean, like beyond fucked up, they said like I fell asleep and I, my fucking face was turning blue. So it was awful. This is not a really great story, but <laughs> it's what happened. Yeah, you're passing out heroin. <laughs> I wasn't passing it out. Well, we I mean, were going down out we're going heroin. down dark alleys and right. and uh yeah, you're down the rabbit scoring hole. off of assholes. <laughs> Anyways, next day I uh wake up on this deflated air mattress and fucking Shit. get high again and start drinking immediately. And we have another show that night. Uh so, and mind you, Omar had no idea. I'm sh- I don't even think he probably didn't even know that much. So, Omar had nothing to do with this. I don't want to besmirch his name. <laughs> Omar, Omar, this was a long time ago, too, folks. So, you know, Omar runs with a different crowd these days, not, not assholes. Um, anyways, uh, so we meet back up with the band, and uh, I- I'm drinking all day. I still have that handle of Jim Beam. Holy shit. And um, it gets, you know, we get to the next gig somewhere in Chicago. I don't even fucking know where it was. And um, we we go out to dinner, and I'm drinking heavily. And I just remember sitting in the van before, you know, we have to load in. And I'm like, I'm just drinking whiskey. Just fucking, it's like 6 in the afternoon or 6 in the evening. We have to play a fucking show. Hmm. And I'm getting shit-faced, wasted. So... Somehow, I ended up at the front door, and I started checking people's IDs. Yes, <laughs> at wow. this bar the bouncer. that I didn't. I and by by the way, they double booked. There was like some like DJ hip hop show or some shit, and Ooh. like they <laughs> didn't even know we were coming. So here's this asshole. I'm out front. 
I, um, I start collecting money, um, checking yeah. people's IDs, making sure that they're 21, and collecting a, a, a oh, door you're charge. Oh, the cover fee, huh? Oh, yeah. I, nice. I'm, I'm collecting cover, yes. and, and I'm almost blacked out at this point. Um, needless to say, the guys in charge of the bar are like, that dude cannot come in here. Like, that motherfucker's got to go. So I ended up getting fucking blacked show. out, wasted, letting down the band, just sitting in the van. God knows what I was doing in there. And uh, they played the show and, you know, we moved on. But we're uh, taking out our instruments. I wasn't allowed in the, into the bar. And this is only from, I think Omar was telling me like the next day or something. I was like, my shit was in the rain and like like my one my midi controller didn't work the next day and like i don't know like uh, i remember him saying that i tried to like front on him or something <laughs> i don't know what oh, the shit. fuck you happened. probably did you probably were fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah i mean so oh, it, it was it was a shit show <laughs> that's hilarious and that's then, crazy and then so we're with another cat skyler um and we're in the van with her shell driving back driving to toledo ohio which was our next gig yeah. and I don't know. Like this is all hearsay from this point on. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember. And it's like cloudy because it just happened a long time ago. Right. So, so I don't know. I guess I was like ripping farts and, and fucking her shell's wife was in the car and yes. her shell's wife is a, a she's a she's a little uptight. You know, she's not the loosest gal in the world. She's a she's a nice lady. Hates me. For sure, and is disgusted by me. But I'm like ripping these nasty farts. Like we're, it's a bunch of drunk dudes in the van. Like it's the oh. boys in the van talking shit. Yeah. Like just being fucking vulgar. I'm ripping farts. Like I, I think that they ended up pulling the van over, and like I think they thought I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, and wow. her shell is like trying to talk to me. But I mean, there's no way there. You know, when you're trying to talk to someone who's like has the thousand mile stare and yeah, just yeah, looking yeah. directly through you. There's no getting through to that. No, no, no. Uh, you just, you just so, gotta just not I'm talk. Sure, so yeah. that There's it's no communication <laughs> yet, you know. Anyways. Without the, judgment, anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, and plus his <laughs> wife must have been, I mean, she is horrified every time she sees me. I mean, I haven't seen her in years, but like the last few times I've seen her, she's just like, <laughs> she doesn't even want to look at me. That's funny. Uh, so that's fine. Whatever. Uh, nothing but love. Uh, Anyways, um, so that was that. Uh, the next day we went to Toledo, which was the best show of the thing because Justin, who was me and Justin are from there, so we had a nice little crowd there, and that was fun. I didn't get too drunk, and the show went well. And you know, got we to had play a the keys yeah, we got we got we <coughs> we had a good time, and you know, came home and all. But um, I just wanted to share that little antidote, an anecdote uh, because of our guest who's going to be here. Uh, nice. He's going to join us soon, um, so he knows you. Yeah, we have a little history. It's been a while. Uh, we actually bumped into each other at a concert, and I was like, hey, what's up? Come on. So come hang out. How long ago did that story happen? <clears throat> Fuck, dude. I don't know. What was that 2009 or something? I think that was 2009. Yeah. Wow. So it was a All long right. time that was ago. Yeah, that was a good deal ago. <laughs> what kind of band were you guys in? Uh, this is like an R&B-ish pop Both thing. of you? Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, anyways, um, yeah, so, a lot's happened since then, um, the rain's been crazy, 
our our garage got our studio got flooded, so it kind of smells like cat piss in yeah, here now. I was now. gonna say, man. I mean, <laughs> the, this whole area flooded yeah, pretty good. I yeah, mean. fucking people were riding canoes down the street and paddleboarding and shit. Really? Cra- yeah. yeah, crazy to be living Damn. by the beach and yeah. there's no drainage, right? I mean, and, pl- like, and especially like this is not the easiest. Like, there's no real escape routes. Like, I feel like if a tsunami came in, oh, like everybody'd be fucked. Like, there's yeah, only like two true. ways out, really. Oh, you guys are and toast. That's like so. Or hey, but it never hills. happens though. It it never gets that. You know, bad. I just read an article saying that it's, it's Dude, bound to happen. But the it's, waves. Have you seen the? I mean, the waves were coming up over the boardwalk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were coming up over the walk right there, yes. and I mean that's way up the beach. Yes, it that is. is. It but is. it it always gets that far, but it doesn't come like yeah. further and tear shit. Yeah, out. but we live in like a very volatile part of the world, so like yeah. anything can happen. Say what? True, say what, but I happen. mean, I think people have like you know calculated the risk before they built what they built. I feel like they okay. haven't. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no. Have you, I, I mean, have you seen the apartments down yeah, on, uh, there's road at Ocean Beach down that's there? falling into the ocean down here at the beach? Like road, they built road, and now it's like in the ocean, and there's like. No wait, have you seen that apartment? There's like that one apartment that used to used to probably be like in a single apartment. Oh that yeah. Overlooks the water. Yeah. Now nobody can live in it. It's it it's gone. Yeah, it's fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. It's there the used water to be, came there and took it. No, oh. like I mean, it's you can the water has eroded everything under it. Like nobody can live there. It's all blocked off now. It's uh, all fenced off. Was okay. it those new condos or no? It's no, the, it was the, the old ones. ones. Oh okay, okay. Um, God, what street is that? If you just go all the way down, uh, Bacon right here, all the way there. Okay. All well, the way to the end of Bacon. Yeah. Over and here. then it goes down. Like, like where the dog like, park starts? Like, it's almost like, no, you go all the way down Bacon, and then it's like where the, um, you know, there's like, there's almost like some apartments, and then there's almost like a boat launch. Mm. It's like a boat okay, launch, okay. but it's like a road. And then if you look up over to the other side over there, there's apartments. They're just like fucked. over there that, okay. you know, it looks, yeah. they just look horrible. Yeah, I, I don't think people really planned it well. I mean, look at Fukushima. They fucking, they built a nuclear power plant. On the like hell is Fukushima? The that, power, that the power plant. That Fukushima. Why you can't eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> why you can't eat fish. Why there was you shouldn't eat fish right now. There was a herge. Oh. Huge. Herge. There was a herge. Earthquake that happened, and, and that's yeah, the tsunami in Japan, yeah. and then it fucked up the nuclear power plant. It yeah. all leaked into the ocean. And like, what? it's been a while, so the news doesn't cover it. But like, yeah, that radiation is still it's, it's still there worldwide, <laughs> and it's still leaking. I thought, yeah. right? I Isn't think it? so. Yeah. I think so. Like, it's still leaking. Or what? Oh, know. that's wonderful. Well, El Nino's hit us. Yeah, I think it's doing well for uh, the mountains. I heard that our mountains are getting pounded. So yeah, hopefully it. Good. I don't think it'll pull California out of its drought, but no, I mean, we'll, we'll little drop in the bucket, you know. We um, I I also celebrated my wife, me and my wife's fifth anniversary. Nice, congratulations! Which is the same day as my third year anniversary of being um, alcohol free. Nice. Which um, nice. Uh, <laughs> you get a clap for that too. Which yeah. you can tell. Oh, here, hold on. <laughs> I, it's self-adulation. God. Um, the oh, that's good, dude. You need no, to. no. It's funny because it you could definitely tell that Reassure a deal yourself, was you know made on a particular day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's cool, though. yo, that's this, cool. this is the day. It's either this or that, homie. Yeah, and so but it's I, cool. I chose this. Yeah, and and thus far it's been great. Like I've gotten more done in my life than ever, and um, 
and man, I'm almost about to have to quit my job because our business is like fucking taking over our lives. That's awesome. So fucking, which brings us to our sponsor, Ocean Beach Arts Collective, our OB Arts Collective. Uh, You can sign up for our Saturday morning enrichment programs out of Rob Field if you're in the San Diego area. Uh, it's only seven fifty from nine thirty to twelve thirty. Do it. Great you know, for read the a kids. book. Great for the kids. Yeah, drop yeah. your kids off. They're safe with my wife, and it's all good. And we're doing some uh, after school programs. And just go to the website randommystique slash obac o b a c, and um, you know there's also some custom made soaps you can buy. <laughs> Which is weird. You and the soaps, bro. What? She makes soaps too. I don't know. She's Man. she's fucking. Uh, anyways, uh, enough blathering on. Um, let's bring on our guest, Omar. Yes. It's a brand Fuck. new day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the pad. This guy. Omar. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry that I fucking don't have this memorized yet. I, I don't know why I don't mark it. put, like, marker on it. Dude, I knew that was on purpose, dude. Nah, man. It's all right, though. It's a brand new day. The Valtrex fucking... <laughs> so, Omar, I gotta say, I'm loving the old... Is that that has, that's is that a new Chicago Bulls jacket? Actually, it is. Is it? Is it? Man, it almost looks old school. I, I, right. I'm li- liking the, the old emblem there. Thank you. Yeah, that's why I got it. That's Actually, tight, man. <clears throat> I just did a Chicago Bulls halftime show like two weeks ago. And probably 10 minutes before we were supposed to go on, a guy comes down into our green room and says, hey, come with me. So we go up and they take us to the gift shop and say, grab whatever you want. What? Stop it. And so I had seen exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I had seen this really, this really cool like starter jacket. I was like, dude, I want that. So I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. I found this old vintage one. I was like, man, that's nice, but they're only extra large. And so they were like, oh, you should go check over there. There might be another one over there. I saw this thing, and I was like, cool. Ooh. Yeah. Tried it on. I was like, man, this thing is nice. It feels good. And um, I'm like, I look at the price tag, and it says like 200 and whatever, 250 bucks or something. I'm like, oh. I probably can't take Dude, I'm Mexican, dude. Right. Like, yeah. offers you something, you're like, yeah, you're like, ooh. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so, and so I, I, I grab it, and I'm like walking very slowly to the counter, and the guy's like, all right, is this all for you, sir? All right, puts it in Damn, a bag, and I'm like, like, I should have grabbed, grabbed the jersey. <laughs> I should have grabbed, grabbed my matching uh, socks, like everything, but you but know. But you're also polite, and you have manners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'd make someone and give you more. But yeah, yeah, man, it's I, nice though, bro. Man, I like it. You know, I, this is my first time wearing it out. I wore it at the, I wore it for the halftime. For the halftime show, and actually, um, I wore it to uh, Joaquin Noah's house, and he signed it for me. No way! And it says Jobless. Jobless. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, you know he's a Rasta for sure. uh, Yeah. yeah. So this was with uh, the original Whalers, right? Yeah, with the original Whalers. Yeah, you you fucking did a whole stint with them, right? Or you've done a couple, or just just um, this one and that um, last one? No, I still I'm I've been playing with them since January last year, so it's been oh, a year. That's dope, man. Um, I how started. Did, off, how did that come about? I w- I did a tour opening for them with another funk band I used to play with called the Earful. Great mm-hmm. funk band. They're still around. They changed. It used to be like a big nine piece band, horns, percussion. You know, rhythm section, but now it's a duo. It's like cool, like 
you know, electronic, funky, like 80s boogie kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. You know, They're dope. They're, you right, should right, definitely yeah. check out the earful. You got to check out the earful. Um, anyways, I, we did a tour opening for the original Whalers and hit it off and made friends with them. And like a month later, I'm on tour with the earful still, and I get a call from my good friend Carlos Baez. He's the singer and like, you know, composer for the B-side players. And he says, hey, give these guys a call. The, the, um, Original Whalers need a bass player to go to New Zealand with them. <laughs> no, that's a crappy call. I was like, I was like, this motherfucker is lying for sure. And but I was like, I can't. I'm just gonna call the prank I anyways. Call. I got a call, call and I call and it's like, hey, what's up, Omar? How you doing? Good. All right. So Carlos told you about this, and I'm like, I kinda. And he's like, all right. You know, it's like 14 days or whatever. No, it's like more, like 17 days. You know, all expenses paid. This is how much you're gonna make. Um, there's only six shows, so you have a lot of downtime. And, you know, he explained it to me. I was, I was like, oh, that, sound, that sounds all right. He's like, you got that <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <clears throat> it just so happened that the day that I arrived from this other tour was, like, the day that I had to, like, pay my rent, <laughs> fucking do all kinds of shit, wash clothes, and then just take a fucking train up off, to L.A. Huh? and go from LAX straight to New Zealand. Oh, shit. So it worked out perfectly. I, I was like, cool, sounds good. I you know submitted whatever you have to submit paperwork w9s and whatnot so and that was that dude i did the first the fr i had been asking them for about a week for you know what songs are we playing because i know <laughs> yeah, we're doing yeah. i know we're doing a lot of like classic you know bob marley and the whalers but there's some new stuff too because they have right. new singers mm -hmm. and they've put out albums since then of yeah. course since bob marley passed away even a grammy nominated album like two years ago or whatever Oh, nice and so I was bugging them for like a week and they sent me the <laughs> tracks the day before. Oh, oh shit. shit. And I was like, all right, fuck it. You know, like working on it on the plane, just listening to it. I don't have a bass. I can't like practice <laughs> oh, it, but fuck. luckily I, I, there's other ways to get around that. And so I show up to the first gig. I show up and whatever. They're like, oh, what's up? Thanks for doing this. Whatever. I'm just subbing this gig. So you just, wait, nobody's with you. You show up. No, no, no. Yeah. You just everybody, came in. Everybody was already there. Everybody people just... people fly from right, all Jamaica, all from right. Kingston. You know, there's like musicians from everywhere. So it's like, you just kind of meet up on tour. All right. And so like the first day I got there and it took, took a while to see anybody else and there was no rehearsal or anything and hung out, did some interview thing, whatever. And then the next day was the day of the gig. So I woke up bright and early. I was like, I fucking went for a run on the beach in New Zealand. I was like, dude, I got to get, like, pumped in the zone, right? Got back to the hotel room, practiced a little bit. All right, let's go. So we go and show up to this festival. It's a huge festival, probably, like, oh, you know, 6,000, 7,000 people or something. Not, like, huge, huge, but yeah, pretty but that's, good. That's, but, that's, but that's enough. Yeah. That's enough to be. Stage, man. Like, and, um, yeah, and there's all these bands backstage that I'm, like, I've been listening to for a long time. Yeah. And. I'm hanging there and was, got, was it like a reggae festival or was it Yeah, they have it's a festival in in Gisborne, New Zealand and it's called East Coast Vibes. Okay. And they do it every year. They just they just had it just recently actually and it was big ass festival. It's it's growing. It's growing. It's a new one but it's it's growing. What uh you, what were some of the bands that were <clears throat> playing? House of Sham. Okay. They're really dope and I've I never <clears throat> see them here, you know. They came last year which was really cool because they got out here and did did some touring, but like Catch a Fire, you okay. know, there's bands like L40. There's a lot of cool bands that are, they don't come this way much. They do like 
their circuit. They have the islands. They have New Zealand. They have Australia. Okay. But it's like maybe they'll come out and do like one or two shows in the U.S. You know, it's harder to see them because it's so far away. Right. But I also like found another a bunch of badass bands out there because New Zealand's popping. Like musically, they're out of this world. Vocally, they're they're wicked. Um, wow. what's a what's that one cool like uh like soul band? They're from New Zealand, right? Um, like, Hiatus Coyote? Are they? No, they're from they're from Australia. Australia, okay. Yeah. No, 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 but New Zealand has another band on the same kind of trip called Sorceress. Okay, okay. And they're they're super wicked too. Then mm-hmm. and another girl, her name's Holly Smith, and they that whole vibe like that future soul and yeah, funk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just like. That's what's killing it out there. Really? Right that's interesting. And it's funny because you were talking about this earlier, how we don't have like slow jams anymore. Right. And make out <laughs> right. jams. The make out jams, Dude, man. Every club I went to in New Zealand was bumping what was our like early 2000s and 90s R&B and hip hop. So, yeah. you know, SWV <laughs> was what every, you know, 21 year old girl was man. singing and getting down to. They in the was club. getting down, man. They was and making the, out after and the, dude, they were in the bar. Hot. The, the guys are dancing, doing the cabbage patch and shit. Right. Like, there's all kinds of like, they're super into that vibe, like 90s. That's they're good. they're that hit. That was a good vibe, man. Man, yeah. that was, was great, real, yeah. man. Oh, that it. was probably the best vibe. Oh, dude, yeah. every, man, when everybody wants to hear Tupac and Biggie again, you know? Yeah. Shit. That's true. That's true. Oh, okay, so I totally interrupted you. So, right, you were talking, uh, you're backstage, you're about to do your thing. Oh, Sorry. so <laughs> this, is, this is like the fun, one of the funnier stories of, this, of how I started playing with this band. Right. So we get, you know, it's our time, it's our set, and we're like, smack dab in the middle of the of the lineup and it's like beautiful i'm about to see the sunset in gisborne like, oh, wow. everybody everybody's popping right yeah in it's the like middle of the concert just, so everybody's it's prime time it's prime, yeah, time. Yeah. It's prime time and and to, to them you know bob marley's music is very special so yeah. they they hold like a very special you know place in their hearts and in whatever for so bob marley you respect them more as a musician then. yeah definitely yeah. Oh, you can't mess up. And so <laughs> I get on stage and I plug in whatever and there's, you know, people running set around list? me and I got my little set list, my notes. I, I condensed it. It was like first it was a paper, you know, full eight and a half by le- or eight by right. eleven and a half or whatever. And I was like, all right, I need a small one just so I could tape it right here and look. Mm-hmm. So we all know these songs. Most of these songs, right? Mm-hmm. Like the majority of the set, we all do this stuff that you've been singing since you right. were a kid, yeah. especially mm-hmm. here in the U.S. But I never fucking played them on bass. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah. Some of them I have, You're but not all of them. You're just chilling. But yeah, yeah, you know? So I, so it's like I have to remember like, oh, this song does this or this. And the everything, the bass lines are so perfectly crafted for this music. It's right. not something that you fake. It's not just like... <laughs> You yeah. can't fake that shit. Don't That's family man. He is. He's the James Jamerson of reggae, like the one of the you know the father of reggae bass, if you want to call it that. But I'm sitting there, and the singer comes by, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, what's that?" I was like, "Oh, it's my notes right there." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh, oh shit. shit!" He's like, "Just feel, just feel it, man." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, just feel it. He, he didn't destroy it. I exaggerate, but he just yeah, grabbed yeah, it. He just kind of crushed it. He looked through it. He was like, "Man, just feel it, dude. Oh, you got it." Yeah. Oh, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah. And shortly after that, it was just like, and just go, yeah, just go. And that was it. There was no rehearsal. There was no talking about it. Nothing. And wow, that's crazy. That's. 
that that was kind of like that was like your there was like your tryout huh kind of like they just threw you in the mix yeah i mean i spent like seven years with b-side players right playing and touring all over the nation and in mexico and that you band you spent seven years yeah with that band with b-side players yeah that sounds familiar yeah, mm-hmm. it's a local uh, band. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're badass. Yeah, local institution, dude. Yeah, like, they've pumped, sure. they've over, pumped out like fifty musicians, <laughs> like <laughs> musicians say, man, from other yeah, other bands, over. like slightly stupid and all kinds of all kinds of cats, guys that play with Lenny Kravitz, and so yeah, he definitely has an eye for talent. The dude, yeah, and he's he's very talented, and like I said, that band is an institution. Like yeah, totally, a lot of man. people go through that band, and it's either this is funny. This is what their college professor, the year that they started that band, said. This band is going to be a band that's either somebody's like first band that they grow from, or their last band that they ever played. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah, either like yeah. once you hit this band, you either grow or you stop. Yeah. That's it. You know, and that's kind of like something deep because it's not like something that you don't you don't stay, you don't metal, you don't stay in this one little you know easy like oh i'm playing in this band and it's easy and i'm making a you know small decent living off of it and i'm chilling you don't get complacent with a band like that yeah. you have to grow and that band causes you to grow and so and they're fucking badass yeah. it's a badass band it's a great show great message always had great musicians the recordings are good cool new concepts and whatnot they've been around since 94 um, badass band. So do they uh, do they record? Because I always see like Carlos po- uh, posting like little videos. Does he have like his home like a home studio that he records all this stuff out? Does he go into the studio? Yeah, I mean, he should by now. I, I think their <laughs> their very first EP they recorded in his garage with like two or three fifty seven like <laughs> sure fifty seven mics, yeah. and it's dope. It's yeah, like, but, but yeah. it's like it has like an authentic, real feel to it. Right, but I mean everything else. I mean he's recorded everywhere. You know, mm. he records in L.A., he records here. Um, we're working on the new album right now, and uh, one of the tracks we went and did with Tommy Dubs. Yeah, yeah. And so that one's coming out really cool. It's like kind of funky. I don't know. It has like Jimmy Cliff vibe, but kind of funky still. Um, and then. We just went in and laid down uh, rhythm tracks and horns for another song that that I did the arrangement for, and it's like a salsa tune, but like 70s kind of salsa, so it's not like acoustic piano. It's like Wurlitzer. Oh, okay, uh, nice. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Horns, but it's not upright bass on this one. I have like electric on this one, oh, so right, it sounds right. it, it's got a, its own you know cool vibe to it. Oh yeah, uh, you've been you you've been contributing to that band for since you've joined right like you've been actually like composing songs for that band yeah just and more so more so arrangement because he writes oh, okay. lyrics and so he writes with an acoustic guitar mm. and so a lot of the stuff is like he writes a little melody or he'll just have chords and so and, and who is he Carlos Carlos Pies. Carlos Pies is yeah. the lead singer for the Wailers? For no, for for B side players. B side. Oh, B side players. Okay. Talking okay. to the mic. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Come on, Tori <laughs> T. I'm just into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, he's all lean back, man. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's chilling. He's chilling. But yeah, this so cool. that band is, I think, in my time there, I guess what I was saying earlier, mm. what prepared me was that when he would write new songs, we didn't sit and have rehearsals. I think in the seven eight eight years now that i've that i played with them that i've played with them 
we've probably had uh, like five rehearsals. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. And it, it's not like a rehearsal to like, hey, we're working on new songs or to tighten these songs up or to change the arrangement. It was more like, all right, we're doing this like TV thing tomorrow, so we have to have like <laughs> this many songs in this amount of time. Okay. Let's practice that. Okay. Or or it was like, oh, we're putting out this album and we've never played all these songs together. <laughs> so let's just run these songs down and like make sure that we still kind of remember them because they have a big catalog, so it's kind of hard. And plus you get out there to places that have a lot of B-side fans and it's like they're asking for their favorite songs. Yeah, right, so, right. So then you kind of have to, you know, get I away get from it. the set list. And that that band never had a set list. <laughs> I think we tried having set lists a few times, and it's always like he's kind of like doing the DJ thing. He's watching the crowd and be mm-hmm. like, "All right, let's go to this next," mm-hmm. you know. Like, and the band's always been on point when it comes to that. Wow, that's cool. That is that is kind of a cool keep way to talent to have. Keeps you uh, keeps you on like your toes. Like a conductor, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's like when you're working with when you know you can trust the musicians you're playing with, yeah, like yeah. It, it, I'm sure it makes it a little bit easier, you know. You're Probably working with super dope, good yeah. musicians, solid musicians who are fucking like know yeah. the material like that. So <laughs> yeah, that, that so, band is so you ended up pulling off those gigs, like our yeah, because the, so then when I got to play with the Whalers, it was kind of like. I was already ready for that. Before I was like, shit. oh, it, oh, I thought this was different. Like, no, this is the same. And, but same. You know, it they're just doing it on a, they're just <laughs> doing it on another like level, higher, dude. Get, like, like I said, there's songs that you know. They, all right, we all know Three Little Birds. Yeah. But can you sing the bass line to Three Little Birds yeah, right now? Exactly. And so that was my problem. And so they they've done it to me before, where they're like, oh, all right, we're gonna do this song, and I'm like. I just don't even say anything. I just go and grab my headphones and I put it on real quick. And I'm like, okay, the first section. Good thing is that Bob Marley liked to write an F sharp minor, B minor, A major, D major, E major. You know, so they're like singer keys. But it's like you you can narrow down a lot of your chord progressions because of the key signature, you know. Right. And And so for me, that was kind of like once I learned that, then I was like, cool. And then I learned a lot of what the bass player does and and by studying and so even some songs where i don't i could play a song since i know the song because i've heard it a million times i could play it with my own bass line and have all the right chords down mm-hmm. never hit a wrong note mm-hmm. but maybe not know the exact bass line oh, right, so, right, so it's yeah. easier for me to just like listen to it one or two times and be like this is the bass line for the verse chorus all right cool we're good like, and then as long as you know the I guess the structure of it, you could put your own funk on it. Exactly. You know and and I, I try to stay away from that. Like I'll do a little bit of that, but since you know it's It like, is what it is. It is what it is, <laughs> and the bass lines are so beautiful. Yeah. I just really want to play those bass lines really right. well. So I, I I've done my homework on a lot of them and I I wanted to because you kind of brushed over it and um when you said you were on the plane and you were listening to the material and you didn't have your bass, you couldn't really like play and like really pick it out. You said there was ways around that. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more or Yeah, like I like I figuring like, out like say figuring out what what key the song is in is something that I'll do maybe afterwards. Okay. But I can hear what's going on in the music and I have some what like decent relative pitch okay so i can hear the song and listen to the whole thing and know what the bass line is and then once i'm like okay it's an a then i can play it in a okay if it's in d flat then i can play it in d flat because i know I got you. the line i just 
can't figure out the key. Some stuff I can hear. Like I can hear certain guitar chords that I'm like I've been hearing my whole life. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. It's what like I know like. that's a fucking C major seven. Exactly. That's a fucking that's a, that's a exactly. major seven of some kind. So those are good clues, and that's stuff that I pra- that I always practice. But I don't have perfect pitch, so I can't just be like, oh, that's a D. Yeah. <laughs> so, but my 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 answer to that or my my remedy to that is that I have pretty decent relative pitch, so I can find my way around. Okay. You know what's going on. So were you just sort of like listening and then sort of mapping out uh, the notes or mapping out your um, uh, the, your finger placements <coughs> and then sort of like taking notes on that or? Yeah, like literally, I was sitting with a notebook and I was transcribing the line, and okay. I did all the lines in C major or okay. A minor, and so once I figured out, like once I got to once, I think I actually. No, I stood. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, th- I was about to say I think I had a keyboard app on my phone, but I didn't, and I still don't. <laughs> and I should because that's like really important. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what I do? This is what I do. I pull out the tuner and I sing the note into oh, the tuner, and then it's like go. D. All right, cool. Nice. This, this song is in D major, so that's kind of how I figured that stuff out. It's always different, you know. Yeah. Sometimes when you have to figure out stuff in a hurry, that you do that. Like that's kind of ghetto, but like <laughs> it works. I mean, yeah, but as yeah, long as it works, man. I mean, if, yeah. if you have a if you have a keyboard, is good. But I just I don't know. I've never had a keyboard app. I don't know why. Sometimes I have like a ghetto. I have like a tabla <laughs> app. You know, I, I have like <laughs> percussion apps, but I, but I don't have a keyboard app, which I need to get for sure. Yeah, they're free, you know. Yeah, well, some of them. Are yeah, free. they're free. I just some of them are free. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, you did funny. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, like, some gosh, of the, yeah. some of the stuff isn't really like. It's not that it's technically hard. Yeah. It's just like the feel. Yeah, you have to make and sure you have a good feel. The exact line, which is kind of like, you know. That's important to me with this music is like it's a legacy. Not only Bob Marley's message and in his in his words, but the music is like so important, you know. Yeah. yeah. It like, means so much to so many people around the world. It's perfect. Right. Yeah. It's perfect. It it's really crazy. Is, man. It's really like um my wife every time she turns on the record player is Exodus. It's just right. like that's her shit, you know? Like she that's where she goes. I was like, Hey, what do you want to hear? Uh Exodus and Right. And I don't mind. And yeah. like, and when it opens up with that, oh, what is it, Mystic? Uh, oh my God, what's the name of that song? But Natural boom, Mystic. Boom, boom, boom. Doo-doo, doo-doo. Mm-hmm. I just am like, fuck, dude. That shit touches you on another level. That shit's sick, exactly. man. I mean, that's awesome that you got to play with those people, man. And, you know, you got to. And uh, so, so are be you. Around that. So, are yeah. you <laughs> still subbing or are you now like that? Are you the go to or. You don't know, or I th- the band is kind of like a revolving door. Okay. But since then, I've played all the gigs. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I just went and did this Chicago Bulls thing, like a week ago, two weeks ago, um, on Friday, which is in two days. But <laughs> this will probably air like next month or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. In two days, I'll be I'll be heading down to um, like Playa del Carmen, like Cancun area, right, in Mexico. Right. So I'm going oh, to down, do a there. Show down there. Yeah, I'm going down there with them to do some festival stuff. Um, we're working on a new album. Oh shit! So you're oh, gonna nice, actually yeah. be contributing to the I'll album. Contributing. To Where the are they recording album. it? Oh man, nice. Or are you gonna? Be we started recording in New Zealand last year. <laughs> oh, you know, so, it's like a, a, so it's been so it's been home you guys rig. All get together, right? Yeah. So oh. it's more so like put the tunes together, put the money together, uh. and then just go and hit it. And oh, so uh, right. the new album is going to be dope because it's um the lead singer right now for the original Whalers. His name's Chet Samuel. And he's um, his parents are from St. Kitts, so he's Catitian, but he was raised in Puerto Rico. And so he's like bilingual. 
right. and he's fluid, you know, like fluent in in you know Cari- all Caribbean song styles, I guess I could say, because not just reggae, but he loves dance hall, right. and he loves you know salsa. He loves Afro-Cuban music. He's so gonna get a lot of flavor. Yeah, so we're we're doing a bilingual thing, and and it's gonna have that kind of blend. You know, it's gonna be truly Caribbean style music. You know, whereas like Al is such a like Al Anderson is such a great like blues and like rock guitar player, mm-hmm. but you know he's he brought that sound and that vibe to Bob Marley's music, yeah. and so that's gonna be there too. But the aim and the goal for this album is to make it to have represent a little bit of these cultures that we know of so i when i went to to university at san diego state like i studied afro-cuban music so that's going to be my biggest contribution you know? right oh, like, yeah that, sounds like it's going to make knowledge good. and, and arra- in arrangement and stuff like that mm-hmm. and since chet is such a great singer and he can sing in spanish and english then it's going to be dope because we're going to have like both vibes you know Hell yeah man that sounds awesome yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, super awesome, man. So is a the good talent. So is there like someone behind, like the group, or is there like <coughs> like one guy behind the group, or is there like a committee of guys that plan things to get shows? Well, the the band the band is of course has a, has like management and you know management and booking agent and whatnot and and so the leader of the band is Al Anderson, the guitar player. Okay, and he is the one that you know plays the guitar solo on no woman no cry you know like and so he he was also in my eyes and in my ears and my heart and soul the one that brought that like american blues guitar sound into bob marley's music Mm. and you know the whalers the whaling whalers and bob marley and the whalers i've always had like a blues and rock influence because they were listening to this stuff on the radio yeah right but once you get a guitar player that plays like that, then it takes your music to that next level, yeah. you know, mm. because they're it, coming in with different it, arrangements. It's funny different. that people are like, oh, the drums, oh, the bass, <laughs> all the vocals and all oh, the guitar players. Yeah, but, you know, everybody knows like, that's just the guitar player. It's just the lead guitar player. No, when you have like a real guitar player that can actually emote and communicate Hell yeah. through his, you know, instrument. It's fucking crazy when you see the way people react to that. Hell yeah. And I'm just like, I'm back here playing bass next to him. <laughs> right. And I'm just like vibing with him, you know? I'm like, yeah. yeah. You're also like a fan. Just I, mean, like, exactly. I mean, that has Fanboy, to be just amazing. Yeah. I mean, you're a fan and then you're yeah. just sitting out there playing with the crowds. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. you're automatically in that crowd. You got that vibe. I mean, everybody's just vibing off you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. I mean, I get on stage with these guys, and it's a crowd of, like, 50 people, and that shit's cool. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I could just imagine. It don't even have to be that much people to get the right vibe, right. for sure. Exactly. Just bringing it. Just yeah, bringing because that. the right vibe is is bigger than than, than people. Yeah. Sure. Volume-wise, it's just, like, you can fill up the room. You got one person that's happy they come in here and make everybody happy. That's yeah. It's so true, man. Yeah. It's so it's true. Dope. The um, Now, you just went on the road with um, one of our – other past guests, uh, AK, uh, you were backing with Johnny <coughs> Clark, or was that right? Johnny yeah, Clark, Johnny Norris Clark, Reed. Norris Reed, and T Track. Okay, and uh, you guys did a little run to like Central Valley and shit like that. Yeah, just right up the coast and back. Uh, how was that? How was that run? Man, it was great. Honestly, it's always a learning experience when you're playing with um, some of these older, more experienced musicians like Johnny Clark because. 
he's like a Jamaican classic right. legend. I know. I mean, I, and dude. the Roots Covenant guys are like seasoned, seasoned reggae musicians. Yeah, it's not like they just you know say I know how to play a reggae skank. No, like they they listen to the stuff. They know the vibe. They know the catch. The the, the you know the term the catch and they and so we're sitting there and. We listen to records, and you know San Diego. We're roots. We're yeah. roots town. Sure. We Big love time. roots in San Diego. So we listen to all the most obscure shit. And we're like, <laughs> oh man, you know that one song, and there was that one little guitar tickle right there. And it's like, we nerd out on that stuff. But once you start playing with these guys, they have a different backing band everywhere they go, and they insist on having the same quality of song everywhere they go. And so maybe you watch a video. And you see, and you're like, oh, this band's not doing this change, though. <laughs> oh, that drummer's doing a different pattern. Oh, they're not swinging. They're playing straight or whatever. Mm. And you're like, nah, I'm going to do, like, the recording. That's the tight way. Yeah. And then he shows up, and he's like, what the bumba clot are you doing, man? You're <laughs> fucking me up, you know? And you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. he wants it that way because he's used to that. And that yeah. the band's playing it that way because maybe he told them to play it that way. And so there's a certain amount of, like, humility that comes with, being like, all right, you're right, Johnny. And having, <laughs> yeah, and having to bite right. it, having to bite it because you're like, dude, I really wanted to play it this other way, like this one 1971 recording, but yeah. I guess we're not gonna. Yeah. We're not in the, we're not in the <laughs> studio. But you also finagle a little bit and you're like, oh, you know, Johnny, the, the people in San Diego really love the roots and they want to hear the roots sound. He's like, yeah. It's like, you know, oh, all right. <laughs> he'll he'll kind of. Right. And he was a, he's a teacher, you know, and he's much respect to that guy and to the roots covenant posse because those guys are like they're all fucking badasses yet when it comes down to it the jamaican tells them what to do and they're like cool yep. <laughs> no pride yeah, you know not at do all, it man. because it's his show and in the end if we're putting up this wall between us and him then the people out there are never going to feel it. Yeah, totally. So you just all got to be on the same kind of, you know, level on the same wavelength. So that was, it's cool. I've been working with Roots Covenant for a while and AK and, and Luis, they're they're probably tuned in, they're listening and, oh, right on. and big ups to them. What up, what up? I was, I was on the phone with them earlier, but they're, um, man, those guys are monster musicians in San Diego and they and they really pay attention to the Roots music for so yeah, he was saying he was telling me a little bit about how uh, you guys just had to like go back to the drawing board in the van on the <coughs> way up to Salinas. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh shit, we're in the van, like restructuring, just like trying to figure out, like get it right." So yeah. you know, and then after that, the shows like really picked up and went smooth. And That's by the time you guys got to the music box, which was <coughs> the last show, yeah, you guys it was fucking. So I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Are you so you're like a working musician, basically? Yes, totally. You living you tour all the time, as much as I can, because that's where my majority of my income comes from. Is so. is that a pretty good living? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, no, I'm, no, I mean, I want to know. Like, no, sure. yeah, oh yeah. yeah a lot, I, mean, I mean, a lot, a lot of people live off of it. Yeah, if it's a good living. It depends on what you consider a good living. That's relative. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. I guess it just depends on if you know how to live within your means or not. Some people have find that hard, you know, because some people want to go and eat, you know, sushi every week. Mm-hmm. And you could do it. 
You as a musician, struggling. yeah, um, you're not gonna have a savings account. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna have life insurance. You don't want to be a struggling musician. And, yeah. You wanna you wanna be a flourishing musician. Yeah, there's there's or at least comfortable. It's yeah. just yeah. learning learning how to do that. It's taken me a long time to learn how to do that. And I'm not saying that I'm there. I don't have you know like big savings account or anything. <laughs> but but not yet. Yeah, yeah, real talk. Yeah, no, for real. And so uh, there's there's a certain side to it that that nobody tells you about and it's hard to learn you learn it the hard way i guess like some people will never go for it and some people can only see it this way but Hmm. as a working musician when you first start off you gotta take any gig you can you cannot turn down work yeah right yeah because you gotta put you know whatever you're gonna put some lettuce in your fucking fridge and so you taking every gig as much as you can you're you're no you know you're mrs pac-man and then all of a sudden you start getting nicer gigs and you're like all right cool and then you're like all right i'm not gonna take this one because this one pays more than that one (laughs) but then you lose the volume of the less paying gig and you start struggling again you're like damn (laughs) i thought i was in another tier now i thought i was gonna start making money for real and when then, all in all, you should have took both gigs. You got. You well, got. Sometimes well, you don't have that option. Oh, yeah, sometimes totally you don't have that option, and yeah. also you can't also just be the the complete freelance. Like I'm gonna play with every band and then never yeah. be able to commit to one guy right. yeah. because then it, it makes it even harder. So I think some a lot of musicians think, oh man, like say me for example, I'll I'll, I'll do this all in first person. I'll say I'm a bass player. So I'm just going to play bass for as many bands as I can, and then I'm going to be making money. Yeah. Cool. I'm a sideman. That's my thing. Yeah. At the end of the year, when some other band starts giving you a W-9, and you're <laughs> like, oh, man, like you got a 1099, and you got to file this thing, and you're like, I can't pay taxes for this <laughs> because I'm just a sideman. I was making $100 a night. Right. I made a total of whatever, however many thousand dollars a year that you that you made, and then you're like, fuck, I can't pay taxes. This is wrong. All right. And then there's people that are going to be like, well, you should be incorporated. This should be your own business. You should, yeah, yeah, you should, you should have your business license. And then it's like, man, cool. Then you go and you're, fuck, man, it's expensive. I can't can't be my own business. (laughs) This shit sucks. It is, man. It is expensive. You could do business as. Yeah. Right. And so, there's the people who will stick to, hey, I'm just going to be a side man take whatever gigs I can. Sometimes I got a gig that pays me a thousand bucks. Sometimes I got a $50 gig in the same week. Yeah. That's a hustle. That's a hustle. That's a hustle. Yeah. So you can't knock that. Yeah. Or you could be the guy that says, nope, I'm my own business. I'm not going to settle for less than this. And you're going to be hungry. Yeah. Just the same <laughs> as the other guy. Right, right. But I'm not saying either one is right or wrong, but if you really want to, get to that next level not next level because that's that's you a, find a good balance. How you just you gotta find it? it how did you do it Is i mean you, i'm still i'm yeah. still trying to find the balance but you're you know doing it, you know you and know? i and i have like people you know people see that you travel and they think that because you travel you're traveling you know first oh, class man, no. <laughs> and no, they think no. that because you travel uh, okay like you're traveling with when this i'm tra- band. when i'm traveling on on the road not always but you know certain bands certain artists you get, you know, first class. You get beautiful hotel. You get your meals comped. You get love everywhere you go. You get free jackets from the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. And then 
you get your paycheck, and that's cool. You come home and you pay your bills, and you have to wait another two months until you get another cush gig like that. It's tough. So you got to fill it in in between. And I think the most important part for any musician is to play music that you believe in. And so even if you believe in, you know, man, there's there's gigs, top 40 gigs, man. If you're doing cover music, like there's great musicians that do this because they see the value in it. It's not just about playing a cover song and collecting a dollar afterwards. No, there's people that are there to celebrate, you know. You got to respect that. You're doing work. You're doing work. You're 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 giving something to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's not just I'm doing this song that I learned and I'm going to collect my check. Mm-hmm. No, like you're playing music because you're doing it as a as a musician, as somebody who cares about what you're doing. Yeah. It's a project that you care about. You're not Right, it's not like getting up for your nine to five. Like I, hate it's not going collecting the check. Right, I hate going. To if you're this. collecting the check, it's gonna be really freaking hard to be a musician. So yeah, because that shit gets old. I mean, like if you're looking at like you're punching a clock and you're hitting it. I mean, like you really. I mean, you're really I mean, trying to channel some it kind to of be real. Nice though, right? I mean, you gotta. I mean, I mean, you're hearing us talk. You know, I mean, you you're doing it. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. you're doing yeah. what you love to do. You know, and I mean, you're getting to play with. Uh, you know, I mean great artists you're getting to meet new artists coming up i mean you're backing uh backing old school artists going on tour with i mean that's kind of stuff you know you're not punching that time clock you're able i mean you're really getting to see the world and and play music to and reach a lot of people are the whalers a band that like are the whalers a band that uh come with the plush with the plushness yeah you know it's a band that's that's well taken care of and we we just recently switched management and um so it's a little different, but, you know, sometimes, like, I I'm, I wasn't used to this, but we'll roll up somewhere, and they'll be like, no, these hotels are no good. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I'm all right. It's, it's cool. And then they're like, oh, no, no, we got we to gotta call. We got to change this up. And I'm like, I, f- I feel like a little kid. Like, my mom's going to be mad if <laughs> find out that we switched hotel rooms. Right, but, right. you know, they... We know that they've been around for a long time. They put, they put in their dues, though. They've paid their dues, but they are they are workhorses. They are bad-ass yeah. musicians yeah. that have been through. Al Anderson used to live on the floor at 56 Hope Road. He slept on the floor at Bob Marley's house. He slept outside. He, he's been through it all. Right. He made he lived it. a lot of money. And... He's, he just turned 63 and he's not trying to slow down. He's <laughs> like cool, man. speeding up. Yeah, and the awesome. dude, dude's healthy, works out every day, does Shaolin Kung Fu, oh, shit. guitar player. You know, he's dope. Yeah. He's a yeah. cool ass cat. He's a cool, and he's still working. And he's still working. There's, well, I mean, making albums. You guys are pushing it. You know, I mean, that's, that's great. Not, yeah, there's a lot of, you think about it. You think, man, this guy played with Bob Marley. He's probably retired right now, living in Beverly Hills. No, that's not what he wants. He, he doesn't want to do. He doesn't. Well, have like to you do said, it. though, he man, can still rock. He was if Jordan can still play who at right. sixty five and be ducking on it. Like he, he would right. do it. He would be doing <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, hey, for real. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, though. You know, you you get on that stage and, like you said, you're feeling the vibe from the crowd. I mean, he probably doesn't want to lose that. I mean, that's I wouldn't. Dumb, I mean, you go he out there and, and something that you love Every, to do. People are people that. are loving it. I mean, you're getting the love off of them, and then you're putting it back out there. 
Yeah. I mean, that has to feel good. I almost Who's the other band that does that? Like the old guy, like Sting? Oh man, Sting! Sting's yeah, Sting is dope. Yeah, hell yeah. Sting is older. Yeah. Bleach or or Sting's what's his about name? to go Pink? back out uh, on tour. I'm sorry, not to be dis. Uh, the uh, the the uh, Instec, the uh, Instec. Flea, 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 Flea with oh, the Chili yeah. Peppers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, is he still yeah. rocking? Oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah. And hell those yeah. guys aren't even that old, Yo, man. No. I just I just went and saw Primus. Well, yeah, I'm sure. And those guys aren't that old. Don't you feel like that? This don't you feel like these old school musicians who are still touring and still doing it? Like, um, I mean, for instance, like BB King, that motherfucker was going until he was like almost what until, was like eighty five something. Until he died, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like don't dude, you feel like this shit kind of extends? Man. He's still doing it. Who's that? Yeah, I, or, or at least I mean the Rolling Stones. Yeah, exactly. The Rolling Stones are all still around. Motherfucking Keith Richards, dude. Blood who did transfusion <laughs> every year. Yeah, we were just it's talking about still that. Okay. I mean, write books I mean, and shit. We're we're at the time marker right now where a lot of those great musicians from that era are passing away. You're good. And so a lot of these guys are passing are passing away, and so a lot of it just has to do with time, you know? They're older now. Right. But you see the guys that are still working like BB King. That's a great example. David Bowie. Amazing example. His album just debuted at number 1. Right. And he just passed away. I don't think that ever happened for him. <laughs> I mean, dude, da- no, right, I, David right. Bowie's dope. I was listening to him earlier, but you know, when when I first heard his concept for that new album was and using those musicians, I was like, those are the fucking sickest new jazz musicians. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I heard the first track, and I was like, fuck, mind blown. And then he passed away, and yeah, it's sad. Then, you know, within these last few months, we've seen so much of that, and it's like, it's going to keep happening. It's going to happen for a few years because we're coming to that time and point where these I guys mean, are older. It is, man. Now's the time to go out and see them before they go. Man. Go out and see them. I mean, it's amazing when you get to go out and see those guys. I mean, you grow up listening to their music. Their music's timeless. I mean, yeah. music. A lot of music nowadays won't be mm-hmm. as great as what they put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is a lot of timeless music, though. Mm-hmm. the The problem is 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 volume. We have so much music I now. Know. Yeah, it's we just have, flooded, man. I mean, it's saturated. Yeah. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. But we can't just use that as an excuse to be like. I don't listen to hip hop oh, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. Can't do that. No, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I don't die. listen to rock no anymore. You, or you can still like what you want to like. Exactly. You like know? what you're going to like. Whatever's dope, whatever feels good to you. Dude, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there has to be a certain science behind music though. Like I've I've learned that. I mean, like you can't just put bullshit out there. Like <laughs> like 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 shit that doesn't sound good because even if you're dope, people will be like, "Oh, Okay, but your beats suck or your music's not dope, you know, right. and and that's what it's it's really about the music. Yeah, you, know? you should be focusing on putting out the best thing that you possibly can do. Yeah, I mean, like exactly. not everyone's gonna be Sting or not everyone's gonna be no, David no, no, Bowie, no, 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 but no, like no. if you're putting your heart into something, then you can't. Yeah. I mean, and people can feel it. Like it's I, it's like the count. It's like. Um, I had to learn like the BPMs and shit, but but not be too BPM ish. Right. <laughs> you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, like right. with music and like making music and shit like that. Not I, make it so like uh like mechanical. Robotic. Exactly. Yeah. Robotic yeah. and mechanical, but like not make that shit like off time. Right. Like right. Right. <laughs> one of those shit where you don't record to BPM and it's But sounds... I mean but that's the cool thing too, is that there's like a genre of music that is like offbeat type of True. music. You True. know? Like really? Do like, make stuff yeah, like that. But um, that's 
think but Flying like, Lotus kind of stuff real? like that, right? Okay, but, yeah, but there's like there's real still calculated. That's like yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's still but, something to it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a like as long as there's a uh, like a structure, right? You know right. what I'm saying? Everyone kind of has their own little count. Yeah, you know that's what yeah. they, you, you know like what I'm singers, saying. You know, everyone has kind of their cadence, yeah, their, yeah, their sound, their own know, sound. Like, have you heard swing. songs yeah. without right. structure before? Like yeah. early on, yeah. You know there's a lot of music. Like, there's a lot of interstellar music. space. Like, have you ever heard that John Coltrane? Nah, yeah, there's crazy. I mean, there's there's so much music. I think that music is for everyone. Mm-hmm. And as a musician, and I, you know, I went to university and I study this <laughs> shit, and I'm I'm super serious about right. it, yeah. but. It's still for everyone because yeah, they're still is. right now. The people that are killing it are sitting in their house <laughs> with their laptop yeah, and they're making music. Yeah. You couldn't do that 20 years ago, 30 years know. ago. You could not do that. Yeah. And so we're there's some of us that are trying so hard to hold on to the old way and aren't thinking that, hey, that's the old way. Like there's new ways. You can hold on to all that. I'm still holding on to that. I'm still playing bass guitar. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm instead, not a, of, instead of hitting the pad. I'm not hitting. <laughs> the, you know, I should I, I should have taken more and more time and paid more attention to my electronic music courses and learned, you know, uh, whatever, you know, Pro Tools better. But you like the new music nowadays? There's like, some stuff. I mean, I'm not listening to it. I don't. I used to. A few years ago, I used to listen to the radio and pop radio just mm-hmm. once in a while to check in. <laughs> I haven't done it in a long time. I'm out of touch. I don't know what a lot of these artists are. There's new artists all the time. It's overwhelming. The other day, I was hanging out with my nieces, and they put on a Justin Bieber song. I couldn't tell it was Justin Bieber. <laughs> exactly. And it was like, dance all. <clears throat> I was like, this is kind of fucking fresh. And then I heard one thing, and then I heard one thing, and I was like, Ah, uh, that's Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's I was like, oh shit! Hey, I know exactly what song oh, you're talking shit. about because I did the same thing the other day, and I was like, he he he's saying, I went, fuck! I was like, damn! Right. I was no, rocking so, the fucking shit, Bieber. I'm not buying. I'm not gonna go buy his <laughs> music. No, I'm not. Right, right. I'm not. But I'm not gonna say that for a moment. There, I was. And well, dude, they put, you know, he, he ain't writing that shit. They, he I ain't writing those beats, man. Bro. I don't. I don't those know. He could play he can play the drums. The kid, the kid, the kid the is talented. He's no, talented. Yeah, like, like, like. He's he's a man now. You he's have gr- to he's have the up. air for it. He has to pick that shit. I'm sure. Uh, I, I mean, think he's, he doesn't think have to make cutter. it, but he could pick his 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 beats. Dude, know? I like some of those songs, man. I was listening yeah. to the other day. I was like, Dude. okay. But Arc- yeah, like you said, I'm not gonna buy it. But I, I mean, like, I fucking. What do you think about like um, Spotify and stuff like that? What do you think about those uh, apps that stream music like that? I um, I've. You know, I know that it's the devil for sure. <laughs> right? But it's like I have bottle water. I have iTunes <laughs> music. Like yeah. I have it, my my brother pays for it and he has me on his account. Oh. Nice. And so I'm like using my brother's iTunes and dude, I love it. Yeah. If you go and look at my phone though, I don't have any of the new shit, which is kind of like it's not a waste, but I should have some new shit on there. So the newest stuff that I have has nothing to do with what's popular. Yeah. And totally. and so it's popular in other circles, but I need but to, to you. I need to like you need to ex- expand. I need to expand. Because, dude, I keep on buying. I keep on buying records, and I keep on listening to vinyl, and I keep on listening to what happened in my favorite era, which is great because there's so much shit there. But 
we can't lose touch with what's happening because we're falling the, the behind. Problem, <laughs> but the problem, yeah, yeah. I, some I, guys are so full too. I'm sorry. No, no, right, no, right, right. Um, uh, some guys are like really so full. Like, oh, like yeah, there's some great future. Like his beats, they're pretty tight. I don't know if you ever heard who. I see. I know the name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so, but and I, I've no, I've, I know, I know some of the songs and like, dude, I'm, I'm hanging out with. Like okay, back I was hanging out with Al at the at the basketball game, and they they play a lot of new stuff, and they put on, what's the guy's name with the one eye? Uh, Fetty Wap. And he's got the one <laughs> this one popular song. Yeah. And, Say what's up, hello? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check That's this out. Soulful shit. Too. I'm with Al. He's 63, See, I hear that, I and laugh. he goes, "Baby, want to come?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, he is. He's in He's it. He's listen. He calls me, and we talk on the phone, and he'll be like, "Man, you know this guy Miguel?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." I checked him out. I checked him out. He uses musicians. He's got like tracks. With, you can hear guitar. He's got a badass band. I know the players in that band. They're dope. And it's like cool. He's like. You think he's good? I'm like, he's good. I was like, go check out Kendrick Lamar's new album. I told him this a while back. And he was like, yeah. man, this is some serious shit. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. like, he's killing everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, but Trey Song's on the fucking, on this last <laughs> award show. I'm talking to, That's tight, I'm talking though, to, love I'm oh talking to God, a sick. grown, accomplished musician. Yeah, right, a fucking right. legend. And he still <laughs> listens. That's dope. So that's why I, I, Dude, I'm I trying to get away from my music elitist uh, you know, <laughs> tendencies. Okay, I hear okay, you on that, okay, but okay. I, I'm I just trying. feel like yeah. a lot of these, you know, since there is such a flood of music, so the well, the styles and everything are changing so often that I think a lot of these are just trends, you know what I mean? They're, they can they, be, they, but they fade doesn't out. mean that they don't mean something, you know, right. yeah, or, have, or carry some kind of... It's like trap music is popular. Right. Trap music. Yeah, I mean, I, like, you know, <laughs> the, that, we're about to yeah, trap yeah, musicians. Nothing, but, uh, See, that's older, exactly. It's older beats. Yeah, exactly. It's true. It's true, and and because 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 of you know, auto tune. Then you have then you have guys who normally would be ashamed to sing that are like, fuck it, I'm gonna sing my own hook. Yeah. So they're killing us. Because we're over here putting together a ten-piece band to sound like that back there, and these guys are in their house and they're like, "I'm not even gonna get a singer anymore. They're not even bringing singers (laughs) into the studio." What the fuck's the point? I'm not paying that guy too. My son, I'm a ten-year-old. No, 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 no. Your son's a ten-year-old. Oh yeah, I have a ten-year-old and he's listening to this band, Twenty One Pilots. Heard of them? That's they the one with the, with the pianist and the drummer. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm, li- I'm, you know, he's listening to it in the car and stuff, and then he's watching like the videos on YouTube, and I'm kind of checking it out with him. I'm like, is that a two piece? I didn't notice for like a month he was right. listening to this band. I didn't know know that it was a two piece. And then I was looking at getting him some tickets to go see him and stuff, and I'm like. There's two people on. I'm like, this is a two-piece band. Yeah. I'm like, what the? There's two what people the hell? and the tickets. The tickets, oh, yeah, the tickets are, dude, eighty bucks, hundred bucks, yeah. dude, and you're like, naked. but we're talking about two people <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm and they're saying. playing instruments. No, there's guys that don't do that. Yeah, they just push and them. they charge oh, that or man. more. Buttons. But dude, dude, you we can't. It's not like right. it's not like 
Elton John has his 20-piece band. It's not like they all get paid the same out of whatever a million dollars that he charges. He doesn't, maybe not that much, but he pays they, the don't, they don't, no, they don't split that. There's yeah. so much more factors that go into right. that. And so right. if you got a two-piece band, you got to make them sound this fucking big. Yeah. With the mixing. You're, you're going to put them in this big giant room. Yeah. You got to have this much people. There's a lot more work that goes into it than just right, two guys right. making music. Huh. And so we have to, we can't be blind to that. I mean, dude, of yeah. course it pisses yeah. me off. I'm like, there's not even a bass player in that band. Dude, like, I just went, <laughs> Where's the fuck I just went, fucking bass player. I just went to the Primus and Tool show, and mm-hmm. there was a band. That, that was that, together? Dude, it was really? Fucking That's oh interesting. Dude, I didn't realize Primus sick, was playing bro. too. It was yeah. sick. Nice. Um, but uh, they had an opening band. It was called Three Teeth. Dude, don't, if you ever see that, sh- show up after they play oh just show God. up after they play they were there. Well, it was just, it was just a lot of screaming i mean it kind of fit the genre i guess right. kind of what they were going for but all this guy did was scream like the same sentence for like three minutes like, <laughs> every song it was weird uh, there, but they there's had a market for that yeah, yeah. sure but man it was like the drummer was there yeah. the drummer was playing like some pads because they were making like some other sound like he wasn't it wasn't a tom or anything like it was just like some pad electronic drum uh guitar player some dudes like he had it wasn't even like a laptop. It was like this square box thing, but he was playing like sounds and tracks mm. through it. Uh-huh. Mm. Like it, it wasn't. It he didn't have his laptop up, so it wasn't like DJ setup. It was like an iPad. Right. No, it was like this. It almost looked like a soundboard, like an NPC kind Something of thing. Like that, Probably. Right? And he was playing everything through it. Yeah. And then it, and then they had a singer. About that box. Oh, okay, yeah. And then there was the singer. <laughs> yeah, and then there was the singer, and that was it. Right. Like no bass, no anything else, and they had all kind of sound. That's what's great about the internet, man, is that, like, there is a, n- a niche for everything. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, if you can make your way in there, there is, like, a way to, like, make a, m- maybe a, not a great lavish living, but there's a way to, like, right. like a good to have, like, a fan base man. and, yeah, like, yeah, something. Yeah. If Dude, mm-hmm. I've seen, I don't know, you guys probably seen this on the subways and stuff like that, like, New York or something, but I was at uh, a Catholic church, and they were doing this service one day, and, uh... There was this dude playing on a, on like a box, but yeah. it was the drums. Oh, cajon, you know yeah, 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 yeah. What a, I, I don't, but it's, dude, that's like the oldest, most good, primitive though. like Hell instrument. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's just yeah. playing on a box. Yeah, he got all man, different sounds. Yeah, yeah. people can get dope, down dude. on. Yeah, those, those things. things. Oh, yeah. If you have you ever seen anybody that, with a whole set? Yeah. They have like a thing is the whole drum set. You would think though that that those are easy kind of to play to get them to sound good. Hell no. Man, yeah, someone that can play those things, or yeah. there's masters. There's people that are Dude, masters of I'm, that. Yeah, I'm like, damn, it's, it's just a wood. To think about it's it. Someone box, dedicated yo. their life <laughs> to just playing a drum, just one drum. I'm sure they can do other things. So, but but, th- but that's Dude, beautiful. If yeah. you're gonna if you're Such gonna make music and you choose to be a bass player, I'll say it is myself again. Then don't knock somebody else's hustle because they're playing on an electronic pad yeah, or they got auto tune or they got whatever. You just that's something separate. That's not you, so don't even worry about that. Yeah. Right. Don't yeah. neglect it. Don't forget that there's somebody out there that's doing that because in a way, like like I said, I'm holding on to these old traditions. We're holding on to these right, old traditions. Right, with the band, like having but, a band and stuff. That's what I'm you saying. Can still you know, come we're up holding with, on to that Yeah, stuff, you can you still know, come just, up with new stuff because bands like Hiatus Coyote yeah. sound like nobody else. Snarky Puppy. Snarky Puppy is super Fucking dope. Amazing. They sound like nobody else. Right. But... You know what it is, yeah, though? Dude, I love that band. Yeah, yeah and I love... I she's thought, she's I, cool as hell. I was like, yeah. whoa, when I first heard it, I was like, 
God, just, what is this? Yeah, I was just what? telling my girlfriend about that band last night, actually. Yeah. Now hanging out, though, I mean, having the band, I guess, when I think about it and kind of getting in with musicians and things like that, I mean, going to the jam sessions, you know, I mean, right. going to the garages, going to the going to the places they just set up and play. I mean, those, that's, right. I guess that's what I hold on to with bands. You know, I mean, I think about it and I think about everybody getting together the band jamming out some new songs, figuring some stuff out, singing some old stuff, getting yeah. ready for the next show. I mean, you just don't have that, you know? I mean, I guess. Yeah. That, just, I mean, there's something beautiful about that tradition You know, I as mean, well, it's awesome, know? man. Yeah, it's cool. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about some of your more local projects that, you got, that you're involved in. Um, yeah, I know, man. like, last I night. you play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, well, you're about to go to a jam session tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I'm going to go. Uh, Gilbert Castellanos, he's a... San Diego icon, the jazz trumpeter. He mm. plays with um, Clayton Hamilton Orchestra. He's the fucking, he's the bomb, dude. Right. He's the man. Um, he hosts a jam session every Wednesday night. It's free. Where's that at? Yeah, um, it's been all kinds of places right now. It's at Panama 66 in Balboa Park in the oh. Prado and the Sculpture Garden or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Is it outside? Yeah, it's outside. It's cold. There's still musicians out yeah. there. We're talking about Gilbert Castellanos is going to be. Basically, is it musicians get together? It's it, no. There's there's a crowd. I mean, there's crowd people comes that come. But I mean, is it's, it's a place for it's a place for jazz musicians. And you just and come so, and play. If you if you know if you know jazz, mm -hmm. you know how to play jazz. You know how to play. You, you know, know the standards. You know the tunes. Have to be invited though. No, you just you, if. I do this anywhere I go. If you, if I'm off a night, okay. I'll see where's the jam sessions at tonight. Oh, okay, wow. there's a jazz jam here. There's a there's funk a jam. For that? There's a, yeah. <laughs> there's blue. No, like no, you serious. look you look it up. Yeah, Dude, for sure. Cool, but you go, no and if you don't you don't know the guys, of course, and you go roll up. Hey, how's it going? My name's Omar Lopez. Yeah, 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 I'm a bass yeah, yeah. player. You mind Appreciate if I sit yourself? in? The thing is, yes, you can sit in. You're going to show up. If you don't know any of these fucking songs, you're going to make a fool of yourself. You yeah. probably won't get called back up. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you can go but, sit in and play a few songs. But if you're a serious musician and you know mm -hmm. that this is a jazz jam, I play jazz. This is a blues jam, I play blues. And they call up a standard. They call up a song that you're supposed to know. Mm -hmm. You should know that song. Yeah. Given you're not going to know every song. Yeah. When you show up and you know the songs and you play at this certain level with these other people, then you're playing jazz. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, cool. Yeah. I know that guy can play. I know I call him for a gig. It's kind of like ah, it's networking. Nice. Yeah, it's totally. kind of like being on a basketball team. Exactly. That's cool, yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying like once you pick when you pick your five, you know, like the park rules. You know, <laughs> the park exactly you to get out. But then when you pick your five, you like okay, I'm not gonna pick. Yeah. <laughs> next right, game. Right, right. Hey, you, next game. You, you can't you shoot. Right. 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 <laughs> exactly. You, you, Run Damn, I didn't know they. I really didn't know they had these things. That's what's great about there's, them. Man, there's awesome. so many of them. There's three or four going on tonight. Watch, I love going to watch that kind of stuff because you get all these different musicians yeah. together, even though they're playing the same song. You know, everyone has their own styles. You know, and you right. can, you really get to see everybody kind of. You know, you get to see some good musicians that way. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You totally. you end up in situations that with musicians that you would never even know play this way or play with so and so or whatever, and it's yeah. like. It's a good way to, to to keep shedding and keep growing as a musician, you know? Because you, too. yeah, network, it's you end up playing with some guy and he likes the way you play. He's like, all right, I'm going to call this guy. Yeah. Or he could be like, dude, you sounded great, but you really got to work on your time, dude. 
if you get those, mm-hmm. it's not to crush you. That's no, like it's just uh, we want to make you better. And some guys aren't nice. Some guys are like, man, <laughs> you fucked up that form a few times. Dude. Like, <laughs> and that's being home. nice, though. Yeah, you like, got to go home and practice. <laughs> but that's being nice. You know, heard, some I've people, heard some cats yeah. are like, so dicks. Like but, so it is like going to the basketball oh, court, man. <laughs> you can, yeah. I mean, some exactly. People hey, like get your shit together. They're like, hey, yo, you can't come back to this court yet. And you're an asshole. It's like, fuck you, dude. Not to be negative. No, no, Just to let you know, like, as far as. So Hell you also yeah, play with right. another group, um, you, which I think you guys had a show last night at the Merrill Juice, Juice Box, Box. Yeah. which is a stacked ass band. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about um, that? Yeah, Juice Box is a four piece. Um, it's drums, bass, keyboard, and guitar, and um, we play like kind of like like soul jazz, funky soul jazz. It's it's not jazz as in like swing or like too. Um, how can I say it? Like the solos, it's not so much focused around the solos and kind of taking a soloist, making the soloist the 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 main thing of the band. It's more groove and funk oriented, but the music and the compositions are all by this drummer, Matt Smith. And the drummer is the one who's writing the music. Yeah, he writes everything. Holy shit! I thought you know I assumed it was the piano player. <clears throat> is his name Matt? Ed Ed, 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 Ed okay, okay piano player. The right. piano player who's an amazing <laughs> piano He's player. Like that whole yeah. band is amazing. Louis in yeah. that band and man, I, man. Matt. Where the fuck did Matt come from? I think Matt, I'm thinking of a different Matt. Matt's the drummer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that that it's a good band. We played last yeah. night. Um, like I said, Matt writes all the music. Awesome. And um, it was he called me like two years ago and said, "Hey, uh, I ca- I kind of knew who he was," and he's like, "Hey, uh, you want to record on an album? It's kind of like funky stuff." And I heard that that's your vibe and whatnot. So I went to his house and we rehearsed a few of these tunes once. They were cool, fun tunes. And then the next day we went and cut an album. Is and that, wow. Now is that part nice, of those? Because I saw a couple of videos where you guys are in like a really small room, that's and you guys that, just yeah. that's that's the recording of that album. Yeah, no click track, nothing. It's tight. It's just like do the songs. Um, uh, what what you happened? Glow, man. It's a tune. Glow, it's, a, it's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, we have a new album coming out too. Yeah, hey, you exactly. record with everybody. Like, um, no, I mean well, that's pretty cool. If he's you putting really in work, about, how yeah. twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah, it's the hustle, Dude, you're pretty young. Dude, that yeah. fucking old. How old were you? Oh yeah, I was, you. Were I was like nineteen, eighteen. Yeah. Holy shit! How were you even able to get into the bars? Remember, when, like Blaze, I had to like stand outside the bar. Yeah, but he looked uh, younger yeah. than me. I had a beard. <laughs> I had a beard, so I would get in. Yeah. Blaze would be outside oh, waiting. The <laughs> he could go play, and then he had to bust the fuck out. Yeah. But that, that's. <laughs> yeah, I had the beard. I had a beard going. Uh, have you ever shaved any any of that? Like. Yeah. Up? Okay. You- yeah, back then I used to have it all yeah. lined up and everything right here lined up and everything Sorry. clean. I but I don't have that anymore. Everything out? Yeah, everything's just yeah, just all grown out. I I don't, you know. That's tight. And so, isn't that like, I don't know, but I think it's is that like a tell of for like how long you've been living like that? Like, <laughs> kind kind of in a way, it's like a some sort of like visual representation of like my commitment to something you know yeah and so that that most people don't know about or yeah i really don't i some people say that you know some people have much deeper meanings some people not so much i grew dreads a long time ago you know because i i I always had long hair and i didn't want to keep you know 
doing what I was doing to my hair and I and I needed a change in my life. <clears throat> and so I started growing dreads. I tried to get them to do my dreads and they, they came out. It, it didn't work. They didn't stay. I oh, tried to get the pro dreads. Yeah, and so, and so I just kind of stopped using conditioner. Mm-hmm. I washed my hair, but not every day. I washed mm-hmm. it every three days. And then I was wearing the hats, you know. And slowly but surely your hair starts doing that on it its own. It mats up. It's, it mats up, and then you just kind of got to pull it apart so that you don't have one big giant dread. Mm. But like some guys, it was yeah. I mean, <laughs> and some guys exactly. Some guys just completely let it go. <laughs> he yeah. just Dude, I've seen some. I've seen some yeah. big ones. Man. My father-in-law it's like, it's like is like motherfucker huge, has a unidread. Yeah. But he also lived on the street for a very long time. So yeah, anyway. I mean, there's different different meanings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and that's what I'm like. Uh, I okay, so like you said, it's different um, meanings. What's you know? up? Yeah. So um. What are some upcoming gigs? Like, I know you said you have a show that you do. Um, yeah. Uh, Tuesday nights, right? Yeah, every yeah. second Tuesday of the month, I host, it's like um kind of a concert series. It's called Symposium in the Barrio. Okay, yeah. I mean. And um, basically, real quick, like the symposium is a space where you get together and drink, but it's like a party, but you don't just talk about dumb shit. <laughs> It's a party with a purpose. Yeah. And so if you really want somebody to tell you what they really believe in, you either have to spend a long time talking to them and gaining their trust and whatnot. You know, like maybe some people don't like being asked about their political views or religious views. Yeah. You put people in a room and you give them some poison, some yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Guess what? Truth juice. The, yeah, truth juice. <laughs> truth serum. Yeah. It, it lowers your inhibitions. So I'm not saying that I'm like trying to like steal th- from anybody. No, it's like a place where we get together, and I and this is a slogan: a place for forward thinking and heavy drinking. <laughs> and, like so, and so, and so, basically, the symposium goes like this: there's three segments. The first segment, which is like an hour, and I and I kind of time it. I let it go for about an hour, fifteen tops, and then I cut it off. And and it's an open forum to talk about whatever people want to talk about. So a lot of times people will be together. I let everybody gather and people are having drinks and hanging out and talking. And you see, once I see people start to like kind of group up group up and have their own little cliques, that's when like, all right, all right. we're ready to begin. Everybody's talking, so, man. all right, so everybody come over here to this room, come over here to this part. We started off in, in Logan at La Bodega, but now it's at my house. Oh, and, um, and so it's like, all right, everybody come over here. So I give the introduction. This is how the symposium works. We talk up front for an hour. There's musical uh, performances for the next hour after that or hour and a half after that. And then after that is like hang and chill. But we have a purpose tonight. The purpose tonight is to learn something. You know, like you got to go home. You got to learn some shit. And so um, this last one that I just did, the first one of the year, we had um, one of my good friends, Diego Velasquez, did a presentation like fucking PowerPoint in my living room for strangers and grownups. And like, dude, I had three scientists there i had a professor a philosophy professor a gang of musicians friends like and we were sitting there and he's he's presenting on how do we know so the scientific method how you can actually know something for sure yeah you have to be able to test it this is beer right we say this is beer but you crack it open and somebody put water in there and you're like is it still beer i don't know you got to test it make sure that it's really beer some people blindly believe things like 
Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I was just going to so, just thinking so, that. So we talk, but you know, we, we can all sit and have these conversations, deep conversations. It's hard to be that way whenever you're so sober or you're not in that mood. But the whole point for the symposium is we all know that we're coming together for that. So it's like a celebration. It's a learning experience. There's live music. And, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I wanted to do this because I didn't want to just start another jam session. Like, I wanted to have a place to learn and, like, kind of have my, you know, community grow together, like, consciousness and, like, hey, man, when something bad happens, you know that you have this community to, to you know, back you up. And so that's kind of what that's kind of what my aim for the symposium is. I do it every second Tuesday of the month and it's we're on Facebook, you know, symposium yeah. uh, with a Y symposium in the barrio. And so the name might change here pretty soon, but it's a like page. I think I have like 20, 20 followers or something. <laughs> right uh, even though, right. even I mean, though my house, starting, but it sounds at like my house, there's always like 50 people, 60 that's people. Dope, though, man. That's, a, that's an amazing fun. Yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds like, it, Dude, it sounds like a safe place where you could actually, even if you have different views, well, it's yeah. a place to come that's together. Yeah, even if you do believe what Donald yeah. Trump says. Well, I mean, and I think, I, think <laughs> that's a learning, I think that's what you're talking about, though, the learning, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's like the learning part where you can actually have someone that can believe what Donald Trump says and have someone that believes, you know, the Democratic side, too. Right. And they can get together and converse. Then afterwards, you have music and a chill. So it's like, yeah. come come share your views and why you have those views. But then let, you know, know that you're still a community. Let it yeah. go. And you still, you're still going to hold on and, to what you want to hold on right, to. And let's yeah. let's let's hang out. But it gives you an understanding of what that person feels about this. Exactly. You know, instead of really knocking heads on yeah, it. Yeah, just like throwing judgment and being right, like, instead right. Of, fuck this guy. Instead of, instead of like building just tolerance, mm. an understanding. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe you which never is, know which too. Which creates yeah. connection. Well, because maybe yeah. you which never know because you're friends. Better people. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's your Altogether. friends getting together and maybe you didn't know <laughs> yeah. that person had that point of view. That's beautiful, And then man. you can dude, see that. That's a really beautiful thing. That is awesome, man. Dude, I freaking... Yeah, you guys gotta come. Yeah, you guys gotta. I want to come through, man. I have Tuesday. No, I'm serious. I'm just now coming out of the fog of a newborn, and so like for the last two years. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, dude. Changing diapers. Oh, dude, it's fucking nuts. Tell me you're done with that. So like, fucking. So I'm just now starting to like venture back out into the world and like see like my friends play and go see like go hang out at a show or like stuff. So fucking fuck yeah, man. Not only a newborn, dude, but like you said, sobriety, man. That's <laughs> fucking huge, dude. dude. That's huge. That shit, dude. And you know what was fucked up? It was that alcohol was the hardest thing. And like, I've done like the hardest drugs, drugs you can yeah. think of. Yeah. And fucking alcohol. Easiest to get. Cock sucking motherfucker. It's legal. The it's legal. Le- yeah. On every corner. Shit. Yep. Everyone's doing Who's the biggest dealer, dude? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, and it's cheap dealer? to get a symposium. That's what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the biggest you can't get it cheap, man. You can get a nice, like, 10 bottle. Ten dollar bottle of whiskey. It's man, not right. nice, but right. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, um, okay, true. let's. Um, uh, do you got time to play a quick game? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna read one email. We got one email from <clears throat> someone, um, James Elkin. Uh, I'm nice. Just gonna read it. It was a short one, but it was very. It was very nice. Um, James Elkin on Central Valley. He says thanks for bringing up the Central Valley um, in James. your last podcast and. Uh, he also invited me to join his music group in uh, 
Oh, he has a music group here in Modesto called Central Valley Reggae. Yeah, nice, so, man. Central so Valley feel free to post ups. to our group. And um, thank, yeah, thank you. So thank you, nice. James. I appreciate ups, you James. listening, hanging yeah, out, James. writing the show. And if you guys want to write the show, uh, ask questions, talk <laughs> shit. Some of y'all motherfuckers are assholes, but that's okay. <laughs> I, do, I do miss. I do miss. Uh, I remember back when I was on uh, the very first time. We had a great email from this lady talking about the show, man. I, uh, I missed those. Like it was like a hate email, but <laughs> I mean, it was. But she still listened, she listened to the whole to the show. Whole show <laughs> wrote this email about how the show sucked and all this stuff, but yet she. Listen to the whole show. It was it was amazing. I was like, dude, this is perfect. That's I when mean, you really want to like, kill somebody. You listen to everything, yeah, so you're like, like, I know, you know how to get like you. The Howard, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like the Howard Stern thing. People hated listening to him too and calling him. But man, you, right. I was like, thanks for listening. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's uh, play a game. Boom. Okay, so the, the game is called How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist? Um, hold on. I, man, I played this game. Oh, I don't know the rules that good. How much does it cost on Craigslist? Alright, so the rules of the game is that there's no winners. There's only there's only there's uh, only losers. There's only losers, <laughs> and uh, but the main idea is to not have to wear the mask, which is what is this like twenty one shows oh, yeah. now? You, you don't want to we wear did the mask. Clean it once. It's been yeah. cleaned once. You have to, the bad thing is you got to take the picture in the mask. Yeah, oh, there is a picture. Shit, in your picture. I was and in. You I was wear in the, the mask last time. So, I lost. So here's the so here's the thing. Um, it's like Price is Right rules, but you. You can't go over. I mean, you can go over. So it's whoever is closest to the actual <coughs> price that was on Craigslist. And um, well, I do know this rule, since there is what three of us playing. Yeah. Once you win, you get knocked out. There you which go. Which is a win. If you if you are the closest one, yeah, you you, get you are knocked so out and be, you are disqualified. So there's going to be a total <laughs> of two questions. So yeah, two so questions. We got a smaller group you today, only so get one it's going right. to be a quick. It's going to be a quick. You only um, got to get one right. You get two chances, like the double scratching. <laughs> this so, is hilarious. I so love it. So this is a. <laughs> so since it's a small group, it's gonna go uh, pretty quick. Um, um, we can do doubles, but nah. No, let's, let's just, just do it. Let's, let's do, do it regular. It's getting late. Um, <laughs> 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 all right. So here we go. 1910 antique Coken barber chair out of Escondido, Ooh. California. Ooh, I know this. All right, all right. <coughs> slow down, slow <coughs> down. <coughs> Selling my Coken barber chair. It's been in the family for about 10 years. I just don't have the room. Has a headrest. It swivels and reclines. The hydraulics go up and down just fine. Send me your number, and I'll call you, text you, whatever. What's okay. the condition of the chair, though? I mean, is uh, the seat ripped or anything? Any pictures of it? Yeah, there is a picture. I'll pull it up right here so you guys can see it. Okay. So it's an oh, antique. That's in, great, that's in great condition, Yeah, actually. that's beautiful condition. Yeah, so that Proper gonna grammar. Bring, that's going to bring top dollar. I'm going to go with uh, 2800 Oh, okay. Oh, wow. shit. I didn't even. Sorry, guys. I didn't pull it. Oh, my God. Yeah, fancy thing going on. Did you press record? <laughs> Redo. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Omar. You're gonna have to tell all those stories again. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Fuck. <laughs> Make it all the same. Oh, yeah. yeah, so many stories. Um, let me see. I'm sorry. I'm writing in names here, real quick. What are you What are you doing? I'm writing in names. Okay, so you're saying 2800. 2800. Okay. Uh, Tori T. I'd say it's about 500 bucks. 
Antique barber chair, man. Yeah. Where you you tripping now? I'm, I'm going right for the middle, fifteen hundred. Ooh, I see. I was thinking eighteen at first, but it looked in pretty good condition. Good, good. It looked in really good condition. Okay. And I saw I seen these things on Pawn Stars too. Dude, I'm, I'm telling just, you, they, some of them bring big money, yeah. dude. All right, actual retail price on Craigslist. $2,500. Oh, yeah, I'm not wearing the mask tonight. Yeah. Wearing the Joe mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, oh, you got one more chance. You too. You got one more chance. Oh, shit. Oh. Face off. Damn, man. All right. Man, so. <laughs> okay. Um, I've never done this before, so I'm going to let. No, I'm not actually. Fuck that. Um, okay, this one's funny. Okay. Organic ground hamburger. Yeah. Out of, <laughs> what? Uh, this is out of Arlington, Washington. This is so on this Craigslist? Is yeah. Just a hamburger? No, no, no. Um, okay, oh. I'll just read it. Black Angus steer. 100% organic grass-fed beef ground hamburger. Excuse me. Craigslist? From where? We, um, From Arlington, Texas? No, Arlington, Washington. Oh. It's outside of Seattle. Like, we, it's just a hamburger or no, is it ground beef? Read it, God it, damn it. Just give me a fucking second. How, how many pounds? Steer. No, no. <laughs> no, no. We the grind. actual ground beef. Okay, so grass we, fed. We grind the whole animal for the best in the ground burger. Okay. 97% lean. Do you get to we, pick the cow? We currently have a 725 pounds of beef ground burger in one pound packages. Hurry, this all will have. Until next year, this is weird. So minimum order orders of ten pounds. Um, so How much per pound? So that's, oh, what, wait, we're that's what we're guessing. <laughs> that's what we're guessing. So what are we guessing? How many? We're how guessing. Much? We're guessing how much money per pound. Per pound. Oh, look at that! That's a great looking grass cow. Fed. Man, that's, that's, a good, great, cow. that's a great. That's a great. Grass is green. Yeah. Well, it's Washington, baby. It'd be kind of weird if you like. You know it'd be weird that's if they had like pictures right. of the cows up there and you could go like, oh, I want number seventy-eight. Let's grind that motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like or, organic, grass-fed uh, steer. There you go. Uh, we'll start with you, Omar. I'm gonna say it's like six dollars per pound. Okay. Oh shit! I was gonna say like. I was gonna say thirty-five, but if he's saying <laughs> you, six, I mean no, you get. I'm be, gonna say like only a pound, man. I'm gonna say like yeah, but. You it's either it's a either it or be, at this point. It's fifty yeah. fifty, so it could be on Craigslist, it could be okay, I'm gonna say ten dollars a pound. Ten dollars. Here I wanna guess. I wanna guess. I'm gonna, guess. I'm gonna guess. go three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Okay. All right. You guys ready? And this is for the Joe Mask. <laughs> <laughs> the dreaded Joe Mask. For the picture. Actual retail price on Craigslist. God, now I can't find it. No, I can find it. But what they listed in the ad and what they listed in within the message Drum is roll. different. The drummer's arms are getting He's tired. He's like, motherfucker, <laughs> EP. Four seventy-five per pound. Boom! Oh, oh, doesn't have to wear the Joe Man. Tori T. Tori T. He's in the Joe Man. First time. Sorry, Tori T. You do deserve it. Oh shit! Hey, I, I had Joe playing some good sounds, dude. You did until he stepped all over our shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> Fucking dick. Boom. So man, I'm I'm glad that I was out first in that game. Yeah, me too. Um, 
I wanted to be in the picture this time. Well, you, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't in the. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, I wasn't in the picture last time. It was the mask. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> this fucking thing. I usually do it with my phone, but the phone is what's streaming because our Asian, who usually has the computer that streams, is not here. Little thumbs up. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Okay, so uh, Omar, is there anything else you want to plug? Anything? Uh, any shows coming up for the live? Oh man, any yeah. shots out? Um, so do you guys? Wear, I'm sorry. Do you all wear this for the whole time? Keep that no. fucking thing <laughs> yeah, on, man. Until yeah. yeah. the end of the show. Yeah. No, we're almost yeah, done. We're, we're done in like two minutes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, unless I <laughs> unless I decide yeah, to plug making, a bunch yeah, of things. Yeah, you're you're oh, making you're time, making Omar. the show I'm longer. Sorry, Omar. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> What do I want to plug? Bernie Sanders. This is his year, man. Hey, go vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and, he has to make it past Hillary, man. I hope yeah. he does. I think he's about there. And um, just, man, don't believe everything they tell you, dude. Oh my God. Music, you know, and music, don't believe that everything's bad just because it's on the radio. Word. And True. life, don't believe that everything's bad just because somebody else tells you, you know, find out for yourself and hmm. make it a conscious year for everybody. Like oh, try and reach out to somebody and, and you know, yeah, that's what hey. that's what I'm thinking right now. That's what Omar's plugging. That's, that's nice. Tight. That's nice. very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a message. Let's let's uh, should we end on that message, man? <laughs> um, I, mean, I think so. I think we're just good. Like live and yeah, kind of like what you like. And, and uh, love. if you guys want any free tickets for that House of Blues it's show with uh, Fayuka and um. Piracy, Conspiracy, and Janelle. SRP, Low Skanks Hot Radio. Roots, there you go. Um, hit me up. Uh, hit up any one of the members of the band. We have like a stack of fucking tickets. So hit yeah, us up. And, um, and then also don't forget about our Tin Roof show that's going to be starting. Uh, we're going to be doing it once a month. We're going to make it a um, old-time radio show. At first, Raina pitched the idea, and I thought it was like, nah, I don't get it. And now it's starting to turn out pretty cool. So... Um, we might actually make it as a podcast too, so it might be. I don't know. We're still in the development, but uh, come and check it out. So, um, all right, Tori T, you want to say no? Uh, Joe Mass, go. <laughs> go Joe Mass. <laughs> no, all right, yeah. Yeah. be cool nice guy. to your fellow man. No, wait, wait, this wait, is wait, we wait, speak wait, English. Wait, wait, good. Wait, wait, wait. It's too late to be. What? Wait, wait, go. Wait. I'll, I'll. Can you stop the button? Yeah, it's. Oh. It can fade. Okay, yeah. fade and quit. Okay, what do you got to say? Just say it. No, I'm wearing a Joe mask, so that explains it all. <laughs> yeah. What did you want to say, Tori T? You're the one prolonging this. We're out. Are you yeah. sure? No, no. I was going to say that that thing that you're doing, oh, Omar, I think that's pretty cool, man. Like having a... What's it called again? The uh, symposium. The symposium. Mm -hmm. I really think that's cool. Like, and when's the next one? When's the date? And the next it's um, it's the second Tuesday of every okay, month. Okay, so whatever that was. So right. sometimes next it could week, be tricky. Next one's like the 12th but like, you just gotta like remember it's the second Tuesday. Like if if the month starts on a Wednesday, then you gotta go two Tuesdays two from Tuesday. there. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the rule. Check Second it out. Tuesday. And I'm also going to put a link to that Facebook page in the description of this so you nice. you guys can uh, click yeah. on that and just figure out what Yeah, the let's next get one. as many people there as possible, man. Let's Let's, <laughs> yeah, try let's to blow start up something. Omar's spot. Well, no, let's I mean, you just make it bigger. And this is how what you bring you consciousness. You live in Bonita. Only like positivity can right. come out of I mean, this brings consciousness. It brings a group of people together. It's growing. It's growing. 
Who's going to go to something like that? Nobody wants to do that unless right. you're thinking of that or right. you're like about that. Well, I got to pee. You know so Yeah, we I, speak I, I, English good. Yes, hello, man. <laughs> HJ's for everybody. Yeah. Um, just love, baby. Just yeah. Love. See you next time. Sucker. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say. Um, now. Joe Mask off. Let's say thank you to Omar for coming out. Yeah, thank you guys. Tori T bringing it in, keeping the set live. It's me, Offbeat. And of course, the host, Mikey P. I'm going to cut all that out. I know you are. It's for the live show.